I think it's funny when people are like, oh, the physical chemistry is there. Dot, dot, dot. Like, (laughs) Just the personality. (laughs) Everything's great except your personality. Dear Shandy. Welcome back to Dear Shandy, listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you feeling after episode four of Bachelor in Paradise? (sighs) <sighs> want, the, want the honest truth? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone wants honesty from us, I think. Um, I feel like what I watched last night was um, a steaming pile of crap. <laughs> Actually, I take that back. I take that back. It wasn't steaming because if it was steaming, that would suggest that it was engendering some kind of emotion, which would be disgust because mm-hmm. it smells bad. Yeah. I think it was more like a a dried, dried. hockey puck yeah. turd yes. that you kick on the street and you're like, oh, thankfully that wasn't steaming because otherwise <laughs> my shoe would have been covered in shit. Yeah. It more so elicits indifference. Indifference and relief that it's over and not as steaming as it could have been. But steaming would have been better because that would have been art in a sense because I would have been disgusted by it. Shall we get recapping? Yes. <laughs> this will be a, a labor of love for our fans. Yes. I love you so much that I'm willing to jump on the grenade of dried dog shit that I watched last night. Oh, is it dog shit? It was shit? a mixed metaphor, but I still stand by it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it, what kind of turd did you think? It was a human shit on the, on the ground that you stepped on? Kind of. I mean, everything about this is human. It's created by humans. It involves watching humans. Okay, I accept that. It's an insult to dogs. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Take it easy. (laughs) I'm not going that far. (laughs) All right, so episode four picks up with uh, a new intro that includes Thomas and Riley. Mm -hmm. I just had to mention that Thomas's intro is perfection. Of course. Because it shows him getting hit in the head by the ball that Aaron has thrown. Once again, Thomas comes through. Yeah. Even in the credits. He makes fun of himself. Yeah. Yep. So, it's the morning after we see Marissa and Riley in the Boom Boom Room, in their post-coital mm-hmm. cuddling. Mm-hmm. So, this is news to me. I only found this out just a few days ago, but apparently Marissa got slut-shamed online for this. Not surprised. Really? I'm I mean, I'm not, I'm not condoning it. I'm just saying I'm not surprised. I, like, isn't anyone who has sex quickly on any Bachelor franchise show going to get slut-shamed? Well, anyone who's a woman... Exactly. How fucked up is that? It's fucked up. It's very fucked up. Like even in our comments, someone was like, "Can't believe you didn't talk about that." How Marissa went to the Boom Boom Room on the first date. I was like, "Was I supposed to address yeah. it? Was this something we're supposed to discuss?" It's twenty twenty one. If she wants to have sex on the first date, she's a consenting adult, as is he. They it takes two to tango. They had sex and they had a nice time. Good for them. There's no amount of time that needs to pass for you to have sex on Bachelor in Paradise. As well, a matter of fact, I would be impressed if someone life. just had sex without even talking to somebody. <laughs> just a look, like a nod, a wink, and a boom boom room. But also, be totally cool. But also in life, like if this happened oh, yeah. in real life, no judgment there either. What gets me though, to bring it back to the Bachelor in Paradise part, right. is. Who the hell is getting their panties in a twist over that who is also watching Bachelor in Paradise? Like, why are you watching Bachelor in Paradise if that offends you? Well, that is the hypocrisy in essence. Okay. Is what are you, you're watching this to see that. 
Yes. Yeah, well, you can watch Masterpiece Theater. Agatha Christie Presents. You don't need to watch Bachelor in Paradise. Yes. I don't know why those two it came honestly, to mind, but they did. It makes me really angry. When I saw some comments, I was like, what is wrong with people? And if that's not something you would do, then you do you. But don't judge someone who does. And don't judge someone who does on a show called Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> okay, we've made our thoughts known. I can't believe that it even needs to be discussed, honestly. No. Okay, so the beach is all a Twitter over the fact that Marissa and Riley never came home. Mm-hmm. And Oof. Demi and Deandra are mostly talking about how they need new men. Yes, bring them on. Fresh and, meat, baby. And we hear Ivan expressing how he thinks he and Jasenia are the strongest couple. That's well, a voiceover. You know, that's way. over then. <laughs> and we see him saying to Noah that he thinks Jasenia would say yes if he asked her for exclusivity. Mm-hmm. More foreshadowing there. Mm-hmm. All right, and now we get some new men, those aforementioned new men. We see Chris C. arrive, Mm. and he bumps into Chasen on the way in, and they enter together. Uh, So you had no idea who either of these guys were. No idea. So because I, too, couldn't remember much about Chris, Mm -hmm. I looked him up, and according to his Bachelorette bio, he's been to 180 countries. Wow. 200 being his goal. He's Mm. the oldest of four kids, all of whom have genius-level IQs. Wow. And as a kid, he ran and operated a coffee shop on his parents' front lawn so he could buy himself an electric scooter. Wow. Isn't that... That's very cute. Right? It adds color to him. It made me like him a lot more, honestly. Yeah. Not that I didn't like him. I just had no opinion. I agree. Those are great things. Yeah. (laughs) And his and Jason's theme is two smoke bros looking for smoke shows. And of course, this is in reference to Jason having called Claire... A smoke show. Oh, my heavens. Yes. And then Serena P., I'm so glad she addressed this. She said, everyone was like, who wants to be called a smoke show? Every girl ever wants to be called a smoke show. (laughs) Accurate. So they bring in a double date card. And here we see the men talking to the women. Chasen talks to Deandra. Quite a bit of conversation shown here. He also speaks with Mari. And Chris, meanwhile, is only shown talking to Jasenia. To the tune of Ivan saying, I don't think Jasenia has eyes for anyone but me. I feel like Jasenia and Chris knew each other. That's just a hunch I have. Hmm. But we'll circle back to that. Okay, so Chasen invites Deandra on the date and Chris invites Jasenia. And in the background here, as they announce who they're taking on their date, we see Marissa and Riley. And I just had to point this out because I feel like we missed their momentous return to the beach and all the delicious awkwardness that would have ensued. This is the thing that I find just staggering. They have now filmed, well, well, they have shown two straight hours of Bachelor in Paradise, which is the first half of another two hours (laughs) coming. Yeah, and last week there were also four hours total. four hours total. So, So nothing... Look, I'm just going to say this. Nothing really interesting happened in this episode. <laughs> I mean, we're going to we're going to make it interesting, but it takes a lot of work. There's a lot of skill involved here. But nothing interesting happened. It's almost real time basically. Yes. We're watching this stupid thing happen. Yes. And they couldn't show 
the entrance of the two who went into the boom boom room first and quickly you know nothing no judgment yeah. how did we not see that yes did what happened did they come out and just start farting for five minutes like what was the thing that we didn't see yes. why did we not see that but we see a hundred unbelievably boring yes. conversations so many mundane little things happening were shown and then this is what has always bothered me about paradise it's like it feels like there's too many people for them to showcase everyone and so all you end up getting is a bunch of loose ends yeah like little things begun and then ended here and there but you never get the these little moments like this the whole point of it being shocking that that she went to the boom boom room is not the fact that she had sex on the first date. It's the fact that she was supposedly dating Connor. And so you want to see some kind of interaction there with them returning the next morning. I, I don't know. I, I want to uh, know the logistics. I, of this. I, I, I'm giving a big thumbs down to production on this one. If you're going to do an unscripted show, mm -hmm. you've got to at least have some understanding of a narrative arc. You've got to have an understanding of what things people need to see yes. in the story. Yes. I would have assumed that Morris and Riley were still off being together. But at this point, they have returned and we never saw that return. And here, the two couples go off holding hands. I'm sure that they're always told to hold hands, by the way. Have you noticed that? Yeah. They're always holding yeah, hands. It's required. So on this double date, the two couples meet up with an intimacy guru. And while the couples place their foreheads up against each other's, we hear Carl in his ITMs talking about being upset that Deandra did not turn down the date. And Ivan is shown talking to Noah, but this conversation with Noah appears to be the same conversation that we were shown earlier in the episode. So I think there's some weird out of order editing, mm -hmm. but suffice to say, both men are shown being none too pleased about their ladies leaving. None too. On the date, meanwhile, the men are blowing on each on the women's bodies. I have to say, like this intimacy intimacy coach, intimacy counselor. What is she called? She said guru. I, this was a good, I, I think she did a good job. Oh, you like This was an extremely intimate uh, <laughs> occurrence. It was. I couldn't think of anything more intimate without actual sex happening. Oh, the blowing? Yeah, it was a very, I mean, think of, that's extremely yeah. intimate. If you were into the person, this, it would be very hard. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you'd, you'd be dying after that. You'd really need to go boom, boom, room fast. It sounds like you're <laughs> you'd going to You'd need to, to go boom, boom, room. Is boom, boom, room a verb now? <laughs> you'd go boom, boom, room. Yeah. It is officially a verb. As in... She hasn't boom boom roomed in a while. Correct. That sounds like a lot of work. It's a lot of syllables, but it's worth the ending. <laughs> Meanwhile, on the beach, we hear Serena say about Jasenia, oh, she's down for Chris. She had Chris and Ivan on her list. Those were her two guys. Hmm. So this is why I feel like there must have been some communication between Jasenia and Chris. And I say that mainly because Chris left pretty early on Clay shows, but I think actually she was he was sent home before Tasha even arrived. So technically Claire's season. I have a hard time believing that he stood out to her as someone she would want to meet out of all the guys in Bachelor Nation. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? I agree. And I know that when they do, when producers do talk to contestants about coming on Paradise and are kind of like massaging the idea with them, they often say, who would you want to meet? And then, of course, they go talk to the person that they would want to meet. And it's this mutual like makes sense yeah they're the connective tissue and all that so i just can't help but think that jesenia and chris at the very least have been dming possibly texting possibly more i couldn't agree more i'm not saying it's fishy like sh they can do whatever they want and i think that's what everyone does i probably think she was talking to ivan too and maybe ivan was talking to other girls as well but 
Yeah. It, it, for those to be the two guys on her list and Chris got as little airtime as he did, there was it, some existing I, relationship. If there's one thing I can say about this season of Bachelor in Paradise and probably past seasons too, they are trying their hardest to control the narrative, whatever narrative there is. Yeah. And it would add up that they would want a lot of people to be on the island. The island. I know it's not an island. Okay, take it easy. Okay. It's not, I know it's not an island. Anyway, they would want a lot of people who wanted to be with each other on that island rather than complete randos where they have no idea what's going to happen. God forbid something totally spontaneous and interesting happens on the show. You know, they wouldn't want that. Yeah. No, it's so true. And you can see it. I really feel that the show is getting so tired. Yeah. Because they're just doing the same, they're up to the same hijinks. Yes. Over and over again. Yes. Meanwhile, on the date, the two couples are doing different Kama Sutra positions, including La Tortuga, <laughs> the turtle. <laughs> I thought this was cute. <laughs> and Jasenia and Chris uh, then chat afterwards, and he confesses to having wanted to kiss her during all that. And she Shocking. reveals. <laughs> I would have wanted to kiss like an orangutan. <laughs> She reveals there's one thing missing in her relationship with Ivan and says that Chris provides that missing thing. Mm. They share a kiss over a strawberry, quite literally. <laughs> and I was impressed at how elegant they made this kiss look, considering they were both it was, it was, eating strawberries simultaneously. Last year kisses for me, without a doubt. It was a really shockingly nice kiss that was both like elegant and also had chemistry and there was strawberry involved which made it all the more logistically difficult yes it was I, impressive. I, I, I gotta be honest the tension i it was the tension was building for me as well yeah. like i was it was a lot of a lot of intimacy going yes. on there yes they had great chemistry they did and meanwhile, back at the resort, Serena, P, and Mari have a chat. Mari reveals that while the physical chemistry with Kenny is there, she would say yes to another date. Mm. I think it's funny when people are like, oh, the physical chemistry is there. Yeah. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> like, <What>? what? <laughs> Just the personality. <laughs> Everything's great except your personality. Yeah. Everything's great. We interrupt this program to bring you an important message. Hello, Toshi. Yes, Hello Tushy. Oh, I figured. Yeah, good old Hello Tushy. You've heard us discuss Hello Tushy before, but we just cannot get enough of talking about your... Butthole. <laughs> your butthole. Yeah, the Hello Tushy bidet, you know by now, mm -hmm. is a bidet that you affix to your existing toilet with no special plumbing. I don't think that's enough. I don't think people understand yeah, what a bidet is. They don't. <laughs> I don't think people get it. I think that they think a bidet is just a way to clean yourself, but they don't know. And by the way, it is the <laughs> best way to clean yourself. Obviously, yes. we don't have to go into the whole toilet paper, dry toilet paper, cleaning your yes. butthole situation. Yes. It's ridiculous. It's medieval. Medieval. It's literally medieval. It literally is medieval. If, if you said to me, like if I was living in the future when obviously everyone used bidets, like a thousand years from now, mm -hmm. everyone, no one's... And I said there was a time when people used papyrus, dried paper to wipe their buttholes. It's actually incredible. You would that be like, that's absurd. That's no different than people using leeches to cure diseases. <laughs> anyway, the point is, is that if you told me that in the future, when no one uses toilet paper, I would think that's no different than any of the other things you told me about the dark ages that I'd be like, wow, that's messed up. Yes. Like, like the fact that, you know, people couldn't drink water because it was all filled with horrible diseases that killed you. So they all had to drink beer to yeah. quench their thirst. Like crazy shit like that yeah. is no different to me than wiping your butthole with dry toilet paper. <laughs> but that being said, my original point is that it's not just about that. Mm -hmm. 
people don't understand the stimulation yes. that it gives you. <laughs> if you're having trouble doing the thing that we're all talking about right now, there is nothing more encouraging mm -hmm. than a stiff stream of water right, <laughs> right up there. It's good. And it is summer. Swamp ass. Swamp ass. Big time. Which you, you taught me a few months ago. Yeah. Yeah. I Luckily, didn't. not the hard way. But yes, <laughs> it is swamp ass season. Yes. So defeat swamp ass. Go to hellotushy.com slash Shandy for 10% off plus free shipping. There's a special offer for our listeners. Go to hellotushy.com slash Shandy for 10% off. That's hellotushy.com slash Shandy. So Mari sits down with Kenny and they have a fateful conversation. No. <laughs> Mari says, and I went back and watched this because I wanted to make sure I had it exactly I'm right. I'm glad you did because I was a little torn on this one as well. <sighs> she says, we have something really good here and I really like it and I'm happy. I want to keep nurturing this and growing this and this is my focus. But at the end of this, if we're together, I want to be 100% sure. I don't want to have any regrets. I don't want to have any what ifs. So if I'm asked on a date, I don't want to immediately be like, no, not happening, at least not right now. And Kenny meanwhile is like, yeah, yeah, totally. I get that. I get mm, that. Passive aggressively though. Uh, at, no, at first he starts out like he's like, yeah, 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 fine. I don't think he realizes he's being passive aggressive yet, but he's feeling well, passive he, aggression. I mean, it gets there pretty fast. Yeah. He then says, where does that leave us? Everybody go about their business. <laughs> and she's like, that's not what I want. And he says, well, it can't be like you go about your business and I just see what you do, which is fair. And she says, that's not what I'm suggesting. I want to keep doing what we're doing. I might not even get asked on any dates. It's not an issue right now. Which, I mean, that's her first mistake, is this, bringing it up so preemptively. This is the thing. She made the Thomas mistake. She acted like an adult where you're not supposed to do that. Yes. She should have just kept that to herself. And mm -hmm. when someone she wanted to go on a date with asked her on a date, she said yes. And then I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. But instead, she was an adult. She told the truth. She said what you're not supposed to yes. say. And she's going to pay for it. Yeah, it was a big mistake having this conversation. And I think the reason I have a heart for her in it is because her intentions were so good. Like, yes, you could argue that she was trying to keep her options open. Mm -hmm. And I get that that's what everyone is kind of doing there. But... You don't say it. You don't say it. You don't say it. Don't say it. It was a big mistake to have done this, and and I and I and I like Mari. I really like but her. But with the best of intentions. Yes. So you she can't was, fault her. Yeah, exactly. Like she wasn't trying to pull the wool over his eyes, and that's kind of what you have to do on this show. Yeah, she wasn't playing the game. No, she was letting the game play her. Yeah, or she was playing the game terribly. Or she was acting like a respectable adult, and that is just absurd. Yeah, I think that it's more so how she reacted when things unfolded that made this a problem. Yes. Because this unto itself, okay, so he took it the wrong way. It spirals out of control. He gets upset. That's, well, none we'll of that is it. surprising. We'll get to it. Okay, you're Let's right. Get I'm getting it. ahead of yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah, come on. You know, there's so much more to unpack <laughs> here. Why would we want to ruin it? Don't jump ahead. So he says, well, it can't be like you just go about your business and I just see what you do. And she says, that's not what I'm suggesting. I want to keep doing what we're doing. I might not even get asked on any dates. It's not an issue right now. And he says, well, I'm sure you will get asked on dates. I just want to make sure it's a two-way street. And 
he says in an ITM here, now I'm going to back off. Why not just completely say it's done at this point? You can't have your cake and eat it too. It just feels like he's really leaping. Like she shouldn't have said that. They're both they're both right and they're both wrong. Like I can see why he would retreat, but I also feel like she made it abundantly clear that she likes the relationship. She wants to nurture the relationship. She even used that word. But he's, then he's immediately going to vengeance. Yes. He just went from like happy to vengeance. Yes. There was no like thinking about it, no processing, no respect, mm-hmm. no mutual understanding. It was just yeah. like, I'm going to get you back. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to make you regret this decision. Yeah. For not thinking that we are getting married and having children. Yeah. You're going to regret this. And he says in the conversation, the grass isn't always greener. And she says, but you don't know unless you walk on the other side. Oh. So Mari then chats with Demi. And Mari tells Demi about the conversation and how she felt it was better to have this conversation than to surprise him if she were to get asked on a date. And Demi says, yeah, well, I think that's you being respectful because you respect him. And Mari's like, yeah. And then. That's a a nice girl talk. Demi totally understands her and where she's coming from. What a nice supportive friend. So sweet. (laughs) So real. Mm -hmm. So natural. Mari then says, and these are little moments of Mari's that I'm a little like, "Mm." Mari says, I've been pulled by every new guy so far. And Demi (laughs) says, okay, you didn't need to flex that and laughs. I thought this was interesting because I always assumed every new guy or girl spoke with every guy. I don't think she was flexed. I think she was just, again, stating a fact that probably didn't need to be stated. But Demi overreacted. But also it was kind of funny reaction, but it was an overreaction. I'm not team Demi at all, but I kind of liked how she called her out on this strange little bit of bragging. Yeah. And I say that because there are a few other instances of Mari being a little arrogant hmm. throughout this saga that I feel is unnecessary and doesn't serve her cause. And it's because I'm team Mari that I'm being this nitpicky. But you have to, again, understand that if you take that little morsel of what Demi said, yes, within the morsel, yes. she was right and it was funny. Yes. But outside of the morsel, oh, things unravel. Outside of the morsel, not cool at yeah. all. I think of Demi in that way almost of with everything she does it's yes. always like in little moments you're like oh that's great and, and then true. everything around it is bad yes it's 100%. like one of those you ever get like a like a peach yeah it's all brown and rotten stuff and on the inside it kind of like has a little bit left of what it used to be yeah it's, it's like good on the inside yeah but, but you have, you have to, to get away. through all sorts of horrible mealy crap <laughs> yes anyway i'm not sure that actually exists but you get my point i know exactly what you yeah. mean actually an avocado might be a better example yes that's a much better example <laughs> Demi is a rotten avocado. (laughs) But that's a compliment and an insult. All right. So now Demi sits down on a daybed with Kenny. (laughs) Mm. And Demi sets the stage for Kenny to reveal his conversation. She suggests that the single women are interested in the men and the men are so loyal to the women they're dating. But meanwhile, those women are talking about how they want to keep their options open. And Kenny naturally is like, that just happened to me. Ah, how convenient. (laughs) Kenny says, I'm not going to just sit in the corner and just play with myself. (laughs) And then he says about her rear end, I suppose, those Mm. cheeks have been out all week. And she says, I was hoping you saw it. It gets very sexual and flirty very quickly. Mm Mm-hmm. And she says, I've been like, Kenny, Kenny, look this way. And he says, I wish I knew earlier. And she's like, well, you've been all coupled up. Mm -hmm. And then the title of my next segment is Demi and Kenny make out while Mari can see. (laughs) A bedtime story. (laughs) So 
Mari, understandably, is very upset by this. She says in an ITM, here I am thinking, maybe he'll do something cute for me. Show me he really wants to be with me. This is the exact opposite. If you were Kenny, would you feel inspired at this point to prove to her why? Like, here's the thing. Kenny is doing the, the shittiest thing in the world. Let's get that out of the way. But within reason, because the fact is he is now given license, if he wants, to do the shittiest thing in the world. Yeah, all I'm saying in is this that scenario. she's being a little unrealistic to think that w- that conversation should have led to him feeling more inspired to woo her. I am very on the fence about this. I think it's kind of two wrongs don't make a right. Like, I think Mari's reaction is inappropriate based on what she did tell him. Yes. But Kenny's actions are also slightly over the top. I don't think either of them are right or wrong. But Kenny maybe could have been a little more conscious of where he's having like hard oh my god no first of all i'm gonna be very clear that i am team mari and like who's more right and who's more wrong right they're both right and both wrong as we've established but i think kenny is more wrong especially considering he has 15 years on her oh is she she's 25 she's 25 he's 40 like grow up you know the way he retaliates is over the top however if i were to reverse the genders and kenny spoke to Mari and was like, I want to keep my options open. If a girl comes in, I want to be able to say yes to the date. I would not then think that she should be trying to like plan something special for him or some grand gesture to make him want her more. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. So that's all I'm saying is that I don't think that's the approach she should have had. There's many little things that I think Mari does wrong, but overall, no one deserved this. I think the appropriate reaction... And this is asking a lot because, you know, it's in the moment and there's some emotions involved. But the appropriate reaction on Mari's part would have been like, well, I should have seen that one coming. And the appropriate action on Kenny's part should have been like, well, let's do this just a little bit out of the line (laughs) of sight of Mari. (laughs) Yeah, it does feel like the entire beach is designed to make sure that all day beds are within sight Mm -hmm. from any angle. Yeah, like a geometrist actually designs. <laughs> like there's nowhere you can be that's not in the line of sight of someone you're screwing over. A geometrist? I was going to go more like landscapist. Is there such thing as a geometrist? I have no idea. Someone who specializes in geometry? I'm, Must be called a geometrist. I mean, that's I, I want to meet a geometrist. I have a funny feeling that someone who is a geometrist or has been a geometrist has tuned in at some point to Dear Shandon. I'd like to hear from them. <laughs> But yeah, totally out of line for him to do this within Mari's line of sight. And it hurts extra knowing that Mari felt Demi was a friend. Mm -hmm. I don't think she asked for this. I don't think she did. Oh, no, no, no. She did not ask for this. Okay. But Demi saw the opportunity. Again, Demi always sees the opportunity to create the most yes. spotlight on her in the most dramatic way. Yes. That's her whole like, I mean, her intro video is literally her stirring, stirring a, a pot. pot. Right. And that's the thing about Demi, which, I, you know, I, I, I get it that you want big personalities on reality TV shows. It makes for better television. But I like to demand a bit more reality in my reality mm-hmm. TV. Yeah. And I feel like Demi is all, all choreographed. Yeah all scripted in her mind. Like she's always looking, how can I create the most Demi situation? Mm -hmm. So everything she does when she's, even when she says she's hurt or upset Mm -hmm. or she's sad, I can't trust anything because it's all just a a mechanism she's trying to further. I know what you mean. And at that point, I would just rather watch good acting. Yes, exactly. 
I would rather watch amazing acting or amazing zero acting. Yeah, or semi-acting with a lot more charm. For example, F-Boy Island. I'm completely... No plug here. No plug. It sounds like a plug, but it's so not. Yeah. Okay, let's just... Hold on a second here. Let's not go crazy. We didn't love F-Boy Island. No. At all. No. But there is one person on F-Boy Island... Who's definitely acting. Who will remain unnamed, who is definitely acting, who is... Amazing. Amazing. (laughs) And it's the only reason to watch the show. Yeah. And it's it's actually not a bad reason to watch the show just for this person. Yeah. But that being said, Demi is not a great actress. Here's the problem is she's too mean. She's too mean. It's It's too too one note. Yeah. It's very mean spirited. And... That's the thing. If I tie it back to this person from F Boy Island, are, are we purposely not naming? I'm, I don't want to create plugs for F Boy Island. Okay. We just, just, just casually, there is someone on F Boy <laughs> Island you might want to check out. Oh, yeah. We both found this person quite engaging yes. in many ways. Yeah, mesmerizing. Mesmerizing. Like, I mean, this person is the reason why we continue to watch. Yes, and I, I feel slightly cheated that this person made me continue watching because <laughs> I want 10 hours of my life back. But that's not important. That's not important. Yeah. Our point is I find Demi, she has these moments where she's really real. Like last week, I loved how she was like, eh, I'm going for James. Fuck it. Like she doesn't insult her intelligence. No. But I don't like it when, for example, when she's kind of just mean to people that she was friendly with minutes earlier. Like when she's making out with Kenny on this day bed, she's wearing the same outfit. It's the same day. But she's almost, but that's what I'm saying. It's choreographed. She's like, how can I be the most backstabbing, the most mean? This is what people want of me. This is what's going to make me more popular. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't, I just, it's fine. Maybe she's right, but I don't want to watch that. And we have enough mutual friends. We know enough people who love her in real life. Yeah. So I can only imagine that she's just, a lot of fun and a lovely human. I want to see the real Demi. Yes. I bet the real Demi is awesome. That's the thing. That's what I've heard. I also want to see the real Demi because I think I would really, really like the real Demi. Let's see the real Demi. Yeah. Real Demi. Demi. Real, real Demi. Demi. Very good. Okay, that's enough. That didn't deserve more than three. <laughs> All right. So Connor now arrives wearing quite the outfit. Mm-hmm. The kimono slash convict romper set and he sits down with marissa and he says to her you looked so hot last night and he asks her when she and riley got back and she says everyone was in bed when we got back like 2 2 30 oh dear not, <laughs> not a good place for marissa to be in this no, conversation no and he says so how do you feel do you think there's something there do you like him do you still mm-hmm. like me these are my questions <laughs> put it this way i feel a lot less horny than i did 24 hours ago <laughs> Oh. He laughs and she laughs awkwardly and she says, we had a lot in common. It was really good. It definitely was fun. I'm glad I went. I really wish Connor had read between the lines. It sort of seems like he was, he needed her to be explicit. Like, I like Riley better than you. I want to date him so, now. I don't want to talk to you anymore. On the On the topic of acting... I honestly feel like Connor plays the sad sack or the sort of, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the sad sack's right. (laughs) Sad sack. Yeah. He plays a sad sack so well that part of me feels 
and I'm giving him a lot of credit here, but playing the sad sack on purpose on reality TV is a badass move. Uh-huh. You have to have a lot of confidence. Yeah, but I don't know if it's... Look, I don't, think, I don't he's, think he's pulling a Demi and playing that role. I, I don't think, think he is, but it's so on point sad sack all the time that yeah. I honestly sometimes I'm like, are you in on this? Like, are you? do you know you're this person? It's so sad sack. <laughs> Why is it... Always, it's always been that way. Except yeah. from the... Even, even early on when he got the... The, he got the first impression rose? No, he got the... Uh, no, he no, didn't. No, Greg got the first impression rose. He got rose. the first... Second Hit. kiss. Second, he got the second kiss. He got the cat makeup kiss. He got he got a lot of good early, like, front-runner vibes. Yeah. But that also completely sort of faded at, to nowhere very quickly. Mm-hmm. So even after, like, he was a front-runner, he immediately went quickly to sort of sad sack. Yes. And I'm just wondering if this guy's like, I found my role on the franchise and I'm going to play it up. Because I often see what happens is, is that people from the franchise are pulled out to go on Bachelor in Paradise. And whatever the thing they do is, mm-hmm. they ham it up. Yeah. Whatever they are. Like, whether the, it, like Tom, the entire police department. The entire police department <laughs> is now literally like a federal prosecutor. It's like they're like the CIA and FBI. <laughs> You know, whereas they were just like big cops before. And, you know, Demi is now, you know, nuclear Demi mm-hmm. from what she was on the show. Everyone does the same thing. So is it possible that Connor's like, well, this is uh, this is going to make me look bad to a lot of people, endearing to some. But I think it's what I am. So I'm going to play it up. Is it possible? Um, I feel like it's less contrived than that simply because he would have gone on Paradise before his season began airing. So even though he was rejected by Katie, I don't think that he necessarily got the adoration from fans yet about the sad sack role. Oh, okay. You know how everyone loved Connor after he got, you know, who wouldn't love Connor after his. But did he need to be told by anybody that he was the sad sack? I think he's smart enough to know he was the sad sack of that episode. I think he is just, I don't want to say he is a sad sack. I love, first of all, let's make that. We love Connor. Oh, we love Connor. There's we nothing, love, there's no insult he's so going musical, on here. He's so talented. He's so likable. Wonderful personality. Yeah. But great. I don't think that this is really his. Is so not his place. Mm-hmm. And thus he becomes a sad sack. Yeah. So you think he's playing up the sad sackness? I'm not, I'm not saying I think he is. I think he might be. Okay. I'd like to give him that benefit of the doubt because he keeps ending up as the sad yeah, sack. I'm less cynical than you. I think that he genuinely isn't reading between the lines. Morissa was the only love interest he had. And so he's just like, let me try to romance her. You know, okay. he writes songs for girls. He tries to be the romantic lead. And it's just not really his role, at least not in a setting where everyone like counts each other's abs. OK, I agree with that. But let's let's agree with to this. If he shows up on Bachelor in Paradise again and yeah. is once again the sad sack, yeah. then we agree he's acting as a sad sack. <laughs> sure. I'll okay. give you that. Deal. So, again, instead of reading between the lines and being like, oh, you're really happy you went on that date. What does that mean for us? He says, well, what are you doing tonight? 
And Marissa says, what do you mean? And he's like, I'm trying to plan a date. Want to go on a date? That's always a great sign when a girl you like, you asked her what she's doing tonight. She says, what do you mean? (laughs) Yeah, she's super noncommittal. And the body language, I'm going to insert it here because it was painful. Her lower half of her body was literally running the other way (laughs) while her head was talking to him. Her entire, she was turned away from him talking about what a great time she had on the date. You could argue that she wasn't as honest as she should have been, but I also think that more people in Connor's position would pick up on these signals. But instead, he, like I said, it was, I guess, expecting her to be completely explicit, no. which she wasn't. You know, I mean, I have to be honest. Shame on Marissa for not just coming out and saying, by the way, just so you know, this yeah. happened and we're done. It was a little weird that she kind of, like that's not a it's a bachelor in paradise it's not like you guys have been dating and living together for six months and you went and slept with some guy it's like you barely hardly knew each other it's okay you can tell him just tell him the truth she hung him out to dry a little bit yeah it's kind of not nice but whatever i i get why she was reticent to i mean she admitted last week that she doesn't go on dates i yeah. don't think she has much experience in ending relationships True. honestly good point And to be fair, you know, last week when she was heading to her date with Riley, he came up and tried to talk to her before she left. And she hardly like looked at him. Yeah, she's not a pro in this department. No, she's not. I think she could do it with more finesse. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, he is not picking up on the cues. And I don't know, maybe a producer in his ITMs is like, oh, I'm sure she's still interested. It's totally possible that he's being fed a narrative that is not reality. That's always a possibility. It's very possible. You're right. So then Connor goes and chats with Tajwan, and Tajwan reveals the boom boom room detail. Mm, minor detail. Yeah. And Connor says in his ITM, I wish she'd talked more and been more honest this morning. Yeah, fair. Yeah. I mean, again, he didn't pick up on cues, but yes, she could have been more honest for sure. And then he says she was the only one who showed any romantic interest, and now she's moved on. And so I'm just the friendly guy who everybody likes. The sad sack. The sad sack. The cuckold. Ooh. Not that bad. Just sad sack. <laughs> okay, so Natasha and Brendan, they still haven't kissed. Mm-hmm. And Natasha does not look happy about it. No. So then Lance Bass decides to have it sit down with Natasha. Interesting call. He says, I felt compelled to come talk to you. <laughs> he's taking the role of intimacy guru. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah, and he's, he's very involved. He's, he's very good. involved in every single relationship. Yeah. And she reveals Brendan has not made any moves. No moves. And she wonders if he's just moving really slow or if he's just not interested. And Lance says, it's 2021. Women can make the first move. And he basically encourages her to rip off the Band-Aid and kiss him. And Andy, here you said, he no want. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he didn't. I mean, I... Still not sure he I does. I still don't think. Yeah. Anyway, so that evening, on a daybed, which surely can be seen by everyone. <laughs> Ge- geometrically positioned. Yep. Natasha gives Brendan what looks like a really good massage. He's very into it. Mm-hmm. And finally, afterwards, he rolls over to her and gives her a very PG-13 kiss. I feel like if I paid for a massage from somebody and they gave me that kind of massage i might give them a kiss just to thank them wait you're saying that kiss was so meaningless it was like it was like a tip it was like you're such a good <laughs> massage i'm gonna give you a kiss you're 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 good yeah Brendan, even a man isn't it amazing how someone as 
physically, you know, Brandon's a good looking guy. Yeah. Apparently he's shockingly handsome in person because everyone, all these attractive people can't stop I believe it. There are some people that I, when I see them in person, I'm like, holy yes, shit. 100%. But he doesn't come off sexy to me, I guess. I agree. And I, it could be because he's just not in a Natasha. And so that yeah. side of him doesn't come out. Either way, I'm not feeling it between the two of them. I am not either. Yeah. But I think there's a real friendship there. And I think that the massage may have confused him a little bit. Look, as I said, after that kind of massage, you're feeling like, look, let's be honest. Everyone's horned up. After it's a massage? No, no, no. I'm not saying after any massage. I'm just saying you're on an island. Yeah. You're on a main, you're on a, a landlocked place <laughs> that has the feel of an island. <laughs> And you're getting this sensual massage. Mm -hmm. It's hot. Yeah. It's sticky. You're horned up. <laughs> and, you know, what are you going to do? Like, other than you're going to feel like you want to kiss somebody. Yeah. And, the, and if the person massaging you happens to be there, they're the closest person there, you're going to kiss them. Right? I think it says something that in that setting, he still hasn't even pecked her until the massage. That's, like, what I'm he, that's how you, not into her he is in that way. If he didn't kiss her after the massage, it would have been really weird. Yes. And we all know it's because he's waiting for Piper. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. Again, no judgment. So here in an ITM, Natasha says, he kissed me. It was sweet. It was nice to just cross that threshold. I think he's just getting more comfortable and he's just very slow. So Joe gets a date card and obviously he invites Serena and they go to dinner inside a wrestling ring. Here she reveals he's different from anyone she's ever dated and she suggests that he hates it in paradise. And he says, if I'm not going to meet someone, I just don't need to be here. I've got to give Joe this. He is sincere. Mm -hmm. He's a serial monogamist. Oh, yeah. When he meets someone he likes, that's it. He's not, there's Joe no grass is, is greener to Joe. not sleeping around. No. Joe finds it and stays with it. Yeah. So when Serena asks why it ended with Kendall, he reveals that Kendall never wanted to leave L.A. Meanwhile, he wanted to move back to Chicago. And Serena asks, if Kendall comes down, what's that going to look like? And I found this interesting phrasing mm -hmm. because it shows that she knows it's a possibility. And he replies, it'd be nice to see her, but there's nothing romantic there anymore. It's done. And Andy, you said, how could there be nothing romantic if that's the reason they ended it? I stand by that. Yeah. Someone got burnt there. If you really, if there's a powerful love between two people and there's a geographic issue, yeah. either you just make it work long distance or someone moves. That's how it works, mm. I think. If the reason they broke up was because of geography, I suspect it was not a purely mutual breakup. Not that any breakup is purely 50-50 mutual. Mm -hmm. it's usually someone's a little... 70-30. Yeah, 60-40 minimum. Yeah. But I have a feeling he got burnt in that one. A little bit. And I think, I think he has to reserve some feelings for Kendall because it's not possible, at least in my experience, that you can get that involved with someone romantically and then let it die because you're just in different places. So I took it a little more to mean that maybe he and Kendall had talked out the reason that they would give for it not working out. There you go. That's better, better intel. I would say you're probably know. right. I don't know, but I suspect it ended in an amicable, mutually respectful way. And maybe it was 70-30 or 80-20 or 50-50, who knows? Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's a public relationship. And I can more so see them being like, 
we will be asked what happened here. What are we saying? This is what I'm saying. I think we're both right. You're 100 percent right. He de- that's definitely what happened. Yeah. There's no question. They had to do that, mm-hmm. especially if it was a little messy. Yes. You don't want to air that laundry. So I think you're right. And I do strongly think that I'm right. And I do think that it leaned, it tilted in favor of Kendall in the breakup. I do think Kendall was the breaker upper. Oh, and is that just a gut feeling? It's a gut feeling. Okay. You know, I your gut is usually right. <laughs> it is. It is. I got to say. I got a decent gut. So Joe asks Serena about her relationship past. And she says, I was never really a dater. And then I met my ex and I was like, this is it. I'm done. But it didn't work out. She says the effort level I needed wasn't there. And she says she felt like she brought 90% of the effort to her last relationship. And even though I I didn't really plan on doing flashpoints for Paradise, Mm -hmm. I have made this my flashpoint. Oh, wow. Because I just love how these are real life. It's an adult conversation. Yes, it's an adult conversation about real issues and real reasons why relationships end. And I do think Joe and Serena are probably the most adult coupling on the island. Stop calling it an island, Andy. I'm going to call it an island, (laughs) and I know it's not an island. So are we going to do this a flashpoint? This is not an official flashpoint, really? I mean, if you don't want it to be flashpoint, it's my flashpoint. It's not flashpointy enough to deserve the flashpoint. uh, I mean, we are a relationship podcast, and I think geographical issues in a relationship, I know from experience, we get a lot of questions about this very topic. And mm-hmm. I think it's a real reason why some well, couples don't work out. The reason I'm not giving a flashpoint status is because we're not sure that's a real reason. I'm <laughs> a big stickler. On All right. Points. I'll just do a single. I'm not joining my own, my own flash. You're on your own. So Joe reveals he stayed in paradise because of the first conversation he had with Serena. I thought this was sweet. And he still keeps talking about his sweating during that conversation. And Andy, here you said, Joe's game is bizarre. He's a lovable buffoon. I'd say that with, with all due respect. Yes. I we, like lovable buffoons. Really, yeah, Who I love, doesn't like a lovable buffoon? No one doesn't. And then they get into their wrestling costumes and make out in the ring. Totally normal thing to do. Meanwhile, back at the resort, Connor talks to Wells. There's another Heineken product placement. Mm, such sweet Heineken. <laughs> Connor is saying to Wells, I can be the douchebag with the guitar at the campfire. My favorite role. Uh-oh. More sad sacking. Yeah. <laughs> sad sacking? Yeah. It's now a thing you do? Yeah. It's a, It's also a verb, like boom, so boom, rooming. Oh, wow. So two new verbs. Sad yeah. sacking and boom, boom, rooming. Yes. So the double date returns, and immediately Jasenia sits down with Ivan to have a talk. She reveals that he and Chris were the only two on her list coming in, and she says, you fit so many boxes for me. And you were upset by this. You were like, check, you check boxes. (laughs) And she says, I feel so comfortable with you, but there's this spark I've been looking for and I'm not sure if it's there yet. Mm -hmm. Which to me is a polite way of saying I don't feel chemistry with you. Yeah. And she continues, but with Chris, I feel that spark. And now I'm trying to figure out if he fills the boxes. And Andy, you said she really wants her box filled. (laughs) Yeah. Ivan says, so what's more important to you, the spark or the boxes, you think? And she says, I think a spark isn't something that can be forced. And he says, okay. I mean, kudos to her for the honesty. She was better at this than Marissa. Yeah. And you said, Jasenia, I didn't think she would stray. Yeah. I guess Ivan just couldn't fill her box. <laughs> Ivan goes off onto the beach and seems upset. And he says, as far as our romantic relationship, it's done for right now. So, so much for that. Last week, we said they had staying power. 
What do we know? I really was surprised. I mean, in all seriousness, I don't know if I've ever been more surprised. Yeah. It was almost like Brangelina breaking up. <laughs> it's just like, how did this happen? So Carl and Deandra now, he begins talking about something he wants to give her. Mm-hmm. And Andy, you said every time he's talking to her, it looks like he's doing a job interview. Right. It's true. Meanwhile, Chasen keeps trying to interrupt this private time. Carl gives Deandra a bracelet that he brought from Miami. And while he describes the meaning behind each charm, Chasen is literally standing around two meters away just watching, which I think is bad form. Bad form. You should have had more confidence than that. Yes. And Carl is not a threat. Yeah, and, you know, you just had the day with her. If you want to talk to her later, you can. But they're clearly having a moment. Just show some respect. Again, if you feel confident in your connection, just let it be. Confidence. So now it's a campfire. And Riley asks the group, where's the craziest place people have had sex? Trampoline, golf course, cemetery, and a Ferris wheel come up. Mm-hmm. And he says, if you could have sex with one person on this beach, who would it be? And we see Kenny say Mari. Interesting. Yeah. Demi then arrives with a cake because he turned 40 in quarantine, it would seem, and has everyone sing happy birthday in a key, which I think is way too high because no one can. No one was. Once they started, it was doomed. <laughs> yeah. You can't say yeah. you can't they start are gonna happy have to birthday hit too. high C's to get to that <laughs> final birthday. Andy, you said here, does she have daily conferences with producers to consult on what she should do each day? It's so contrived. Right. And first of all, who made that cake and who made the happy 40th birthday, very well crafted (laughs) happy 40th birthday sign? Like uh, this whole thing was planned. Yeah. And not planned in a good way, planned in like like every detail was charted. Yeah. Planned in a, I think intelligence insulting way for us yes it's not reality tv anymore no. bastard in paradise is not reality tv anymore it's staged tv yes it's staged yeah. reality 100 percent. it's blocked out yeah. it's blocked yep so demi brings kenny to a room decorated and it says happy 40th kenny and he breaks a pinata and condoms spill out <laughs> Good work, guys. Yeah. They were burning the midnight oil. We got it. We got it. Genius. Mari, meanwhile, is stewing. Hmm. And she asks Aaron for the cake that Demi brought. She goes for a stroll with it. She leaves the campfire area, carries the cake up to the bar, and then returns to the campfire. Yeah. And throws it in the fire. What was she originally going to do with the cake? I want to know that too. I would like to think she was going to offer some people a slice of cake before she threw it in the fire. Yeah. But it's a perfectly good cake. I really related to Riley here. He said, I wanted a piece of that damn cake. Right? (laughs) Yes. That's how I would have felt. So after the commercial break, there's discussion about how there's something in the air and everyone's going insane. This happens every season, by the way. There's always a night, usually involving a campfire. I think everyone's more wasted than usual. Mm-hmm. And Tajwan is shown screaming on the beach. Yeah, what was up with that? Marissa tells Demi about the cake and she laughs hysterically. A little too hysterically, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And here, Mari pulls Demi aside to have a chat. Mari tells Demi she feels betrayed and hurt. And she said, earlier today, I confided in you. And now you're turning around and doing all this shit. So I'm confused. And Demi said, you told me you wanted to be open and date other people. And you told him that. And Mari says, that's not what I said. I very specifically told him I'm about me and you. The only difference is if someone came down and asked me on a date, I would like the opportunity to go and see what that's about. And Demi says, dude, you literally are going to date other people. So why can't I date him? 
And then Mari, in my opinion, makes the mistake of saying, okay, so you're cool with being a second option because two minutes before you walked down, he said he wanted to fuck me. So how does that sound? Look, it was petty. Petty. But I, I, I'd say it, as far as pettiness goes, it was high quality pettiness. <laughs> You never want to get into that territory where no. you're just insulting the well, other person. she's getting into the mud with Demi. Yeah, and then, of course, Demi says, I don't care. I want to fuck people here, too. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to get to the end of that sentence. I didn't even find that as funny as I should have. And she says, you're trying to insult me, trying to be rude to me. That's what Mari's mistake is. Like, don't make it about that, about the second choice thing, because then you start arguing about something else. Mm. Anyway, she says, hate me. I don't care, dude. They part ways. Well, a few too many calling her dudes in that I know. conversation. And Mari says, your cake is in the fire, by the way. Oh, I heard. Sounds really mature. Yeah, just like you. Suck my bleep. <laughs> yeah, I want to know what she's supposed to suck. Did she say dick? I'm going with dick. In her ITM, meanwhile, Demi says Mari needs a lesson on how paradise works. Ugh, they're both wrong. In my opinion, though, Mari's a little more right, but then the cake... And then the insulting, she kind of levels things out by going there. You never want to get down in the mud. Do you think a producer told her to throw the cake in the fire? I think it's possible, but I also feel like Mari is the kind of person who doesn't just do what producers tell her to mm-hmm. do, which is why she's so controlled most of the time. And I think she just snapped. What, what I thought she was going to do was throw the cake in Demi's face. That's what I thought she was yeah, heading to do. Yeah, but then she could do. get kicked off. But then she thought better of it. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the narrative in my mind. <laughs> anyway, we're on neither person's side in this, but I think if we had to choose oh, a I'm side, oh, I'm definitely on Team Mari's Mari. side. Yeah, yeah. If, if I had to yeah, choose yeah, a side, yeah. no question. So Mari pulls Kenny now, and he gives her attitude. He says, "Oh, now you want to talk?" And I wrote, "Ugh." Yeah. She says something was misunderstood between us today, and she tries to re-explain her having wanted the option to go on a date. This is what happens when you try to do the right thing. Yep. Don't do it. Do the wrong thing. Always. And he says, you wanted to be able to go on a date. For what reason? And she says, to see what happens. And he says, so what's the difference? And she said, that I'm not doing it in front of your face. I saw you guys making out over there. And he says, so it's okay as long as it's behind closed doors? I can't stand the way he argues. Yeah. And the fact is, he's not totally wrong. But it's again, it's he's already... In the red on yes. this relationship. He needs to step it up a little bit. He needs to come back into the black. He's, he's he needs not to behaving act his well. age. He's not behaving. Yes. Needs to act his age. Needs to behave well. Mari's hurt. Yes. He shouldn't take advantage of that. It's over. He hurt Mari. It's yeah. over. He got yeah. what he wanted and Mari's hurt. Be nice to her. Mm-hmm. She's not. There's nothing left for you to hurt her about. Yeah. Just be nice. And she says, no, I'm saying it's disrespectful to do that. And he said, how is it disrespectful? You created this. Mm. And she says, how did I create this? I think you misunderstood what I was trying to tell you. And he says, I think you misunderstood. And this is my favorite moment. The music stops. And she says, how could I misunderstand what I am saying? (laughs) 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 And he's quiet for a minute because he doesn't have a comeback. And he's like, I don't know. That's just what's happening right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's good stuff. And then it kind of ends with them being like, okay, well, we're broken up, even though we both didn't want this. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of confusing and weird. weird. Yeah. So now this next section I titled, The Beach is Imploding, because Serena says, The Beach is Imploding. And Natasha says, Relationships are unraveling left and right. Mm -hmm. Aaron is heard telling the other police department members, I think I still got the rose right now with Tammy. So now we're leaning over to Tammy and Thomas. 
He tells his fellow policeman, she did tell me this morning we have the best connection out of anybody. He's basically treating his relationship with Tammy like it's a it's a game of basketball. Like he's just like, we really did well in the first half. Yeah. I think we're going to press on offense in the second half. We're going to be good. We're going to win this game. <laughs> it's purely strategy. There's, I don't believe this Aaron Tammy relationship at all. Don't believe it. I think it's totally just like, hey, you and me can do this and give me roses and let's go. I mean, I agree with you, especially with some things that are said later, but let me go in order. So okay. first, Tammy and Thomas, she walks right past the police department mm-hmm. to get to the nearby day bed with Thomas. Mm-hmm. And they seem to have bonded over both having gotten villain edits. The difference is I think one of them deserved it and the other one didn't. Mm -hmm. And he says, if it weren't for Aaron, I would have kissed you by now. And then she just dives right in. It's funny because it sort of sounds like he's like, if if I didn't, you know, have a relationship with Aaron, I would have kissed you by now. (laughs) (laughs) Not that it's a mutual relationship. It's one sided. Mm -hmm. Aaron likes likes Thomas. Thomas doesn't reciprocate. But you get my point. So while she is fully straddling and making out with Thomas, Trey says she's been displaying human trash bag behavior. And Andy, you said everyone's a trash human to Trey. Yeah, God, so much trash. (laughs) And Trey says she's doing the worst possible thing right now. And then you said, thanks, narrator Trey. (laughs) Is it not true? He's constantly narrating the obvious. Yeah, yeah. Constantly, no matter what conversations he's in. I think he's just bitter because he works the streets. He wants a higher position in the police office. So Aaron says, I can't believe she kissed my mortal enemy in front of me. Mortal enemy. It doesn't even bear mentioning, but obviously Tammy is doing... The devil's awful. bidding. Yeah, she's She doing, knows exactly what she's doing. I wrote here, I can't help but think Tammy is either A, wasted, or B, a producer pet. Because mm-hmm. who behaves like this? No. Seriously, who does I this? I agree. And there's a montage of people unraveling here, and we see a very strange moment of Tajwan's. Tajwan talks to someone out of frame, so I can only assume this person's a producer whenever Mm -hmm. they do this. She says, why is everyone trying to check me right now? Taj can't pee. Taj can't poop. Taj can't do anything. And then she's shown eating a plate of spaghetti. Which, by the way, looks delicious. Yeah, you really like the look of that spaghetti. I felt like Taj was already starting to unravel here. Yeah. Like we, there was something going on. we don't know why. Yeah. Maybe she kind of got fed up with Riley just having so much relations with <laughs> Marissa. Yeah. But who knows? Yeah. She just suddenly was not into being there. Yeah. She really was hitting a breaking point this evening. I don't know if she was drunk. Maybe she was drunk. Was a good guess that she was drunk. You're maybe, eating like that much spaghetti that late at night and talking <laughs> shit. It's crazy. You're probably drunk. Plus producers, I think, I think they, they use Tajwan a lot. Yeah. They, they get a lot of storytelling from Tajwan, let's be honest. Mm, I agree. She was fully breaking down. And then the night wraps here with Demi making out with Kenny in the boom, boom room. She's boom, booming. <laughs> room, boom, boom, rooming. Both of them. <laughs> okay, the next day. God, this episode doesn't end, does it? It doesn't begin, it doesn't middle, and it doesn't end. <laughs> All three. So the next day, uh, we have rose ceremony time. And Demi says, I know where my rose is going tonight. And Mari expresses in her ITM that seeing Kenny with Demi makes her realize how much she does, in fact, want him. Mm. I can't help but see a bit of age in all this. Me like too. her, the whole grass is greener thing, I think, is something you learn as you get older, the yeah, whole wondering yeah, what if. Yeah, but yeah, I think yeah, that yeah. is a function of, of getting older and learning these lessons. I agree. 
you know, you generally want what you can't have and you don't generally appreciate what you have until it's gone, all those rules. And I do think Kenny is a little more mature in that sense. Like, I don't think he wanted to lose what he had with Mari, but I also think he was incredibly immature in how he responded. I agree. Lance Bastan arrives. He reveals he actually met his husband on these beaches Mm. and he reveals four guys are going home. I said he's great at this. He's good. Great balance. He's the best I've seen. Yeah, great balance of humor and seriousness. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, and now Aaron says, hey, Thomas, can I grab you, bro? Bro. I love that you said bro. Like, like this is his brother. Mm-hmm. This guy who's about to, like, just yell at incessantly and hate. <laughs> yeah, there's an overuse of bro. I and from Demi alone, an overuse of dude. Yeah, agreed. So Aaron says, I spent a week building this and now everyone's pitying me. I thought that was interesting that that was the thing he chose to say. Yeah. Who cares if Who cares? everyone's pitting you? What, like, it's not about him. I yeah, thought it's about his relationship. Exactly. That's what stands out to me is Aaron's focus is very much on what other people are Wh- thinking. Which reinforces my theory, and I believe your theory yes. too, that this relationship is a sham. I know, I know. That's a, <laughs> I'm really, really going on a limb there. Yeah, yeah. But I do think... Uh, that there was a sham relationship on this beach. I completely agree. I never really saw it between Aaron and Tammy. I no. think it was a... Convenience. The, they were scratching each yeah. other's backs the whole time. Yep. But that said, I do think this would still be hurtful. Totally agree. So then Tammy says, oh God, what's going on? She says this to Serena and Joe. And Joe says, Aaron and Thomas are talking right now. <laughs> Chatting. <laughs> Tammy says, about... <laughs> about how lovely the weather's been recently. And Joe says, I would say your name is being thrown in there. And then Tammy goes, oh, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she's getting annoying. Tam- she is. Yeah. I'm sorry. She's too much of a common denominator. Like last yeah. week, just last week, she had a lot to say about Victoria P. Can't you just attract airtime by being nice and cool? Yeah. She's trying to be a be Demi, but she's she's not doing well. <laughs> And then as Aaron and Thomas argue on the beach, Andy, you said you should be angry with the person on the inside, not the interloper. Exactly. Yep. We think that Aaron should have beef with Tammy, less so with Thomas. Yep. Sort of like with Mari and Demi, I think Mari should be more angry with Kenny than with Demi, even though the friendship complicates things. But I don't know how much they were ever friends. To To be honest, this is a very, a very strong indicator of relationship immaturity when the interloper is the villain mm-hmm. and not your partner. Yes. That's immaturity. As yeah. you grow up, you realize the interloper is just somebody who, whether he knew or not, or she yeah, yeah. knew or not, is just sort of a mildly innocent bystander. Yeah. The villain is the person who betrayed you. Yes. The person you've been with. And then we see to be continued. And Andy, you said, nope, not a cliffhanger. Sorry. <laughs> this nice episode try. sucked. Sucked. It's, I don't know how I took so many notes about so little. Like, I want those hours of my life back. The greatest performance of this entire episode was me not falling asleep. <laughs> I give myself a medal. I did not look at my phone. I did not fall asleep. Try that. You try that. And then in the credits, we see Riley speculating about the type of cake it was. By the way, the best part of the whole episode yeah, by far. By far. He said, I'm trying to gauge how upset I should be. Was it chocolate cake? Was it vanilla cake? Mm-hmm. Did it have chocolate icing? Did it have ice cream inside? It did we'll have chocolate icing. <laughs> you, oh, you, I did have chocolate. I I'm saying chocolate icing inside. 
You don't know what's inside. Well, usually the layer of frosting in between the two layers of cake is the same flavor as the outside. Usually. But we will never know. We'll never really know, will we? No. Tragic. So, word watch. There were zero tensions in this episode. Crazy. Yeah. I would have thought there would be a few. There was a lot of tension, but it was never spoken. It was, yeah, exactly. The word tension was never uttered. Mm-hmm. And we have three winners. Three of you correctly guessed that there would be zero tensions. Congratulations to Rosotto30. Rosotto. Rosotto. <laughs> Catherine Farrell and April Tehan. Congratulations, you guys guessed correctly. And as we did last week, we will not give another word now. We will give the next word watch word tomorrow for the recap of episode five because of this quick turnover. So stay tuned for the next word watch word. And now for this segment that you guys seem to enjoy, so we'll keep doing it, the who we would go for segment. Andy, who on the island would you go for based on this episode? Um, I'm I'm sticking with Serena P. Oh, not not being creative at all. I am monogamous on Bastard Paradise. <laughs> yeah, for me, I'm switching back. I mean, I enjoyed Thomas's arrival last mm. week. Well, so it was a one night stand with Thomas. <laughs> well, I mean, I do think Thomas is not in the wrong with the Tammy thing. Although I do think, given his history with Aaron, it would have been more prudent to have sought out a daybed that was a little less visible from mm. Aaron's line of mm-hmm. sight. Mm-hmm. Although we know now that there is not a daybed in sight that isn't. It's geometrically impossible. <laughs> he would have had to go in, like, in, he would have had to find someone who lives near that area and go into their bedroom. <laughs> yeah, but for me, I am going back to Ivan, oh. my original go for, my original crush. That's nice. I'm glad to see you guys back together. Yeah, I think Ivan handled the breakup with Jasenia like a true champ. He didn't spiral like so many other people. And, uh, He's just a class act Ivan, all the way. Ivan has done what's nothing next wrong. to impossible. He has done nothing wrong at Bachelor in Paradise, except the biggest foul for him, yeah. in my mind, is his opening credit. Not not funny, <laughs> not interesting. Oh, his push-up? It's yeah. not bad. It's not bad. It's fine. I'll, I'll, let it, I'll give it a pass. But what I'm saying is he has done what's almost never been done before, mm-hmm. is not say one single thing that's Bad. annoying. Yeah. He's not been annoying. He's not done anything mean. Mm-hmm. He's not done anything immature. Or desperate. Or desperate. He's just like, I don't know how he does it, but he's managed to act like an absolutely decent adult human being. Yep. Yeah. Bravo. Yep. Hence why he is who I would go for. I'm so happy to see you guys together. <laughs> I approve of this relationship. Thank you. And I'm happy you and Serena are back together as well. Oh, thank you. All right. I think that's a wrap then for oh, this recap episode. Yeah. We made it, Andy. Oh, boy. I hurt. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we're going to ask of you. We will ask you to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram, tell your friends, leave us iTunes ratings Mm -hmm. and reviews, and generally do all the things you would do to support a podcast that you tune into. We bled for this one, so more than ever, (laughs) support us. We did bleed for this one. All right. And on that note, we will see you tomorrow for the recap of episode five. Thanks so much. And we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye. Dear Shandy.